Welcome to the Be Healed Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I am excited about this topic we're going to be discussing today. If you have been recently diagnosed, if you've been going through a difficult time, if you are um, being burdened by your emotions and you need to be encouraged by God that what you are reading in the scripture, what you are hearing in prayer is indeed from him, this episode is going to help you. And I'm excited because for a second time, we have Kathy and Charity Campbell from Ignited Ministries with us to help us gain a new level of confidence that we indeed are hearing the voice of God. I want you to know that I understand personally the feelings and the panic and the anxiety that come from a doctor giving bad news. I know what that is like. I've been there. And the first reactions of human beings are often Um, just filled with fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and sorrow, and sometimes there's anger, and many different things we feel. But isn't it true that we eventually need to go into the secret place with God to hear what heaven wants to tell us at those times? I want you to know today that God is not shaking. He is not filled with uncertainty, fear, and doubt. The Father is steady. The Father is ready. And the Father desires for us to know what He knows in the midst of our crisis. But we need to make sure that we're hearing Him properly. And I'm excited to have you guys with us today. Um, Last time you were on the uh, podcast, we spoke about this idea of God's motivation, uh, that it's love, that all the spiritual gifts are love. And there's words of knowledge and words of wisdom, and there's prophetic gifts that come that help unlock uh, the the gifts of God, especially in healing. We spoke about forgiveness and repentance and how God knows where we've been and he's leading us into a place. And um, I would love for you guys just to uh, tell us a little bit about your ministry, Ignited Ministries, before we get into this. I'd love them to know what is God doing with you guys right now? If you had to explain uh, hey, here's what we're doing for the Lord right now on the earth, in the nations. How would you share that? Go for it. You can go. Go ahead. <laughs> so Ignited Ministries um, was started or birthed in September of 1998. And that was because I had a desire to just help people hear the voice of God and to ignite passion for Jesus and passion for their purpose. And so that's really what Ignited Ministries, um, I guess, if you were to put it in a nutshell, it's to ignite passion for Jesus, ignite passion for your purpose. And it's been a journey, a delight, um, traveling into, I love traveling. I love being in different places, different, whether it's in church or we've done a whole lot of different things. Um, with Ignited. I can remember doing a, there was an arts festival and we put up a tent and offered free spiritual readings and dream interpretation. And so we've done a lot of different things. We've gone out clubbing. Um, we'd go at 11 o'clock at night. Not for clubbing for ourselves. Not for ourselves, no. no. <laughs> but, but to pray and prophesy over the guys that are out there lost. So let me just stop you there for a minute. This is a moment because you're telling me that you're taking the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And you're putting it smack dab in the middle of places where the world is. That's right. You want them to experience 
the authentic, true, not counterfeit, but the true gifts of God. It's really true. And you know how it started like going out to the clubs is the enemy made me mad and things were being said that were not true. And so I just, I looked at my daughter because she's beautiful, another girl. And I said, you know what? We're going to go to the enemy's camp and take back what he took from us. Amen. And so it's not just a song that we sing. So I decided we're going out there and I knew that they would be like magnets. And they were. And it was amazing to go out and, um, you know, they would come and they would think that we were priests giving a blessing. Um, And sometimes, you know, they came reluctant, but they might come in a headlock from another guy um, saying, you need to hear what these priests have to say or you need a blessing. Mm -hmm. And the Lord moved so powerfully. There was a guy that couldn't even hold his head up. He was completely Mm. drunk. And I just felt the spirit of the Lord say, ask him if he wants to be sober. And I did. And he said, yes. So I said, give me your hand. And I held his hand and I said, I command a spirit of drunkenness out of you. I didn't know what to say, but that's what I prayed. I felt like that was the Lord. And he sobered up just like that. Like Mm -hmm. he was very alert and um, it ended up being a powerful time of ministry. And so I love going out to people on the street. This is such a, a, a great thing because we're getting to know that this ministry is alive because that's exactly what happened in the book of Acts. Yes. They literally went out, right? And they were sorcerers. That's right. And they wanted what Paul had, didn't they? They did. I've oh, had, that's awesome. I've had witches come in to my tent to see, just kind of check you out. Do you really have the goods? And minister to them. I've had them hold me so tight and cry. And they'll say, you have such a good aura about you because that's the language they know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They understand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is an attraction because one of the things I always say is there's many spirits in the earth, but there is a Holy Spirit from Amen. God who wants to speak to you. Amen. Yeah. So I, I want to read this from the book of Acts, chapter eight, verse nine it says, but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, yeah. claiming that he was someone great. To whom they all gave heed, they listened to this man from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. (laughs) And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Well entrenched, the high and the low, all listened to Simon. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. Yeah. And it says, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. That's good. This is awesome. You see, I want you listening because this is the kind of ministries that we need. And that's why they're on Be Healed right now, because we need to take the word of God and put it into the street and realize that it is indeed the word of God is the great power of God, not sorcery, not witchcraft, not those things. Those are nothing but things that bend their knee to the authority of almighty God. They're counterfeits. Hallelujah. I think of uh, in the book of Exodus when um, the, the sorcerers made the snake. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> and our snake ate their ate snake. Theirs. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, well, listen, let's, let, let's dive in. Charity, you're, you're traveling with your mom and you're experiencing the power of God. You shared in the last episode that you were about 13 years old and you were in missions and God broke through and, and ignited Holy Spirit prophetic gifting in you. What, what's your passion today when you're traveling the world uh, in ministry? I, I, well, just what she was talking about just now, going out, ministering to people. I, I love seeing people who are coming from a place of brokenness because, you know, we all have a journey. And I can think back to, you know, a time when my dad passed away and it was a bit unexpected and the pain that came with that. And, you know, the people that I can look back and see that they spoke into my life at such a crucial time and brought an element of healing to me and God used them. And so I'm very passionate about seeing people find their place, know who they are, know who God believes about them, that it's not just, you know, something afar off, but it's the right here, right now Mm -hmm. moment that he has for them, that they're not by themselves having to figure it out. Amen. Let's talk about that. I like that the right here, right now moment, because in times of crisis, when we get bad news, we're dealing with something, we have to make a decision. Are we going to react or are we going to respond? And we usually react. We don't need any coaching on how to react. Uh, We just, you know, whatever comes, comes. But a biblical response is a bit different, isn't it? That's something that takes maturity, takes training. And I think one of the things we need a bit of coaching as believers, and we're going to look for that from you right now, is to say, how do we respond to crisis? Because we need to hear the voice of God in the midst of chaos. We need to hear the voice of God in the midst of the wind and the waves. And I think a lot of people, I I often think about that history when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was sleeping and they woke him up. Right. A lot of people aren't waking up Jesus. Uh, A lot of people are just reacting. They're just shouting. That's really good. You know, Jesus is right there in the boat. Mm. So talk with us a little bit because I, I think people would want that capacity of Hey, what do I do? How do I begin to hear God? I've, I've got this problem. I hear the voice of the doctor. I hear the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. I hear the voice of my culture. I hear the voice of my mom, my dad, my husband, my love. How do we begin to hear the voice of God? Mm. Well, I'll say that when my husband went into the hospital on Christmas Day and he had pneumonia um, and the doctor came in and said, you're having heart attacks. He had no idea. And we, we were shocked. And they said, we can't let you go home. You're going to have to have surgery. So the first thing they did is waited a couple of days for him to get some strength to be able to go. And they were going to do stints. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor came back to me um, and said, your husband needs over 100 stints. And I said, OK, I didn't know. So I'm thinking, are we going to do 100 stints? What is and I, what I didn't realize is that meant it was an impossibility. Um, so then the next doctor that came in was a heart doctor. And he said, we're going to do a bypass surgery on him. Our, our whole world was turned upside down in that moment. He had just signed for a house and he loved, he loves politics. So he wanted to be in the D.C. area. 
And so anyways, uh, they did five bypasses on him. And, um, you know, he, when he came out of the surgery, he had had a stroke and he had stroke after stroke. So they moved us in the hospital from one floor to the other. We went from the heart floor to the stroke floor. And how I even or Charity got up to the waiting room, I have no idea. I remember I collapsed on the floor and I was shaking uncontrollably. And we were taken up to this waiting room and visiting hours were now over, which meant it was just Charity and I in the room, except for one man that was in the room with us. We didn't know who he was. And as everybody's leaving, saying goodbye to us for the night, he's putting warm blankets on me. Mm. And he just, he looked me in the eye and he said, I am an angel sent from God to be with the Campbell family. Wow. And and I can say that in that time of, I mean, it was probably is still the hardest thing that I had to walk through. I knew that in the kindness of God, he was there. And so while we, you know, can get so busy, we don't wake Jesus up in the boat. He is there. If we can learn how to pull back and just take a deep breath in and invite his peace, he does come. And I know for us, the way we made it through those days, it was we had angels with us that looked just like us. Mm -hmm. They were there and they helped us walk through that period of time that was devastating. Yeah. And I think too, um, you know, we expected that my dad would get a healing. Mm. We had full faith. There was no doubt in my mind. Um, but when that didn't happen, I had to come to the place that it can't change what I believe Mm. to be true. That's Mm. right. It can't change because I didn't see the outcome that I wanted or expected or anticipated or hoped for, put my whole heart into. All of that, you know, that all that pain was wrapped up in that. And then coming back to that place of knowing that, you know, he put angels charge over us to keep us. He did. He did. Hallelujah. And it was an amazing experience. So there's this comfort that you're describing Mm -hmm. that is coming from God in the midst of these situations. And I'm sure you who are listening right now can think of your own situation that you didn't know how you were going to get through it. And it's so important to know God, Charity. And that's what I think I'm hearing when you're saying, though I don't understand the situation, I know him. Mm -hmm. I know him so well that my knowledge of him will not change or shift, even though I don't understand the situation. I think that's so vital because situations change, Mm -hmm. but God is immutable. He never changes. He's always constant. He's always steady. He's always there. And I think that there's such a strength that flows from God that he doesn't shake. I know when I've um, more than once come into those situations that you shake, um, I know I can't hold them physically, but there's a intimacy with God that it's like, I want to hold him. Because he isn't shaking. That's right. And he steadies us. He brings us into a quiet place. I love in Matthew in, uh, in chapter six, and, it, and it's describing this idea um, about the secret place. And, and Jesus is, is speaking about this um, 
in Matthew chapter six, he says, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, I know a lot of people read this quickly, but Jesus just told us where father is. (laughs) Isn't that good? That's so amazing. (laughs) He just revealed where dad is. Yeah. Right. And we can call him Abba, Papa. Where is he? And he isn't in the chaos. No. Right. Yeah. He's in a glory realm. He's in a heavenly realm. And it says here that we're supposed to go into our room and shut the door. He's saying, get away from the voices. You have to. Right. This makes me think of the Holy of Holies. The outer courts had a lot of noise, but the more you went in and you went into that most holy place, it was only the mm. presence of God. Yeah. And I want to encourage people that I don't, I don't think we can hear God clearly until we get away from the noise of the world. Mm. And I think we need to bring our, our pains. We need to bring our anxiety. We need That's to bring our, our questions about the situation into the throne room of God. That's right. And say, Lord, before I even ask you, let me hear you. That's right. And there's a steadying of his, of his presence inside of that. That's absolutely right. Can every believer, because there are people who, especially in the realm of spiritual gifts, that they say, well, only some people can hear God. Only some people are prophets and only some people operate prophetically. Only some people, and the Bible says that the Holy Spirit moves in one way with one and in the other. But would you say it's different when we're talking about hearing God as just sons and daughters of God? Would you say that that is meant for everyone? Well, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And so we can all hear. And I think, you know, the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 5, he said it's by or she. We don't, we don't know who know, wrote right? the book of Hebrews. <laughs> That's right. This is a mystery. <laughs> one day we'll find yeah, out. One day we will. But the writer of Hebrews said, it's by reason of use that our senses are exercised. Mm. And so it's doing it over and over, putting yourself in a situation. I know when I first started learning to hear the voice of God, um, I didn't realize that it was something in me from probably before I was in my mother's womb. Mm. But when I really was intentional, and I think that's got to be a key, we have to be intentional. We want to hear the voice of God, mm. um, that I would sit every service I would come to. Remember, the Bible says, how is it then whenever you come together, each of you has, we have something to bring. Mm. And so I would ask the Lord, speak to me for somebody here today. And by reason of use, you discover along the way, that's God. Mm. And what I've discovered too, if it's good and a blessing, because everything good comes from the Father, then it's the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Charity? Yeah, ditto. <laughs> ditto. Yeah. I know she said that very well. She I know did. she did. She did. <laughs> yeah. Charity, in your own experience, when you think about um, hearing God, there was a time in your life, maybe you're like, is it him or is it not him? What did you personally experience that you said, I am growing in my confidence that this is God speaking to me in the secret place. Mm -hmm. 
I think I referenced a, a little bit in the, the other podcast that we talked a little bit. Um, growing up, I would hear God's voice and I felt something inside. It wasn't an audible voice. It was just a little knowing that said, hey, do this or don't do that. And I was very responsive. I've always been very sensitive. And so, you know, that was an element. And then realizing um, when I did smuggle Bibles in another country, and the Holy Spirit told me at one point, and it's a long story, but at one point he said, run. And well, I you had, ended up by yourself. Yeah. And I had a big bag of Bibles, a suitcase, and I thought, can I even lift this thing? <laughs> run. So we're officers and, there. Yeah. And they were running towards me and there was a big crowd of people and I have no idea where I'm supposed to go or who, if anyone is waiting for me on the other side. Um, but I grabbed it and it felt like nothing. And I started running. And as I'm running, he said, just keep going. So I kept listening to the voice and then he told me to stop. And I, I stood outside for about an hour. I didn't know what to do. And then he told me, go back and sit on a bench. Just wait. And it was probably another two hours at least. And I just sat there waiting. And then, you know, someone came along and, and took the, the bag and off they went from the team. Yeah. From the team. And, um, and it was intense. I mean, I'm giving a very light version of it, but it was intense. But I think at that point I could no longer question, was that a a voice that was talking to me? It was, I responded and that's how I found out. And I think that that's the key. We, we hear God, but we have to act on what he's asking us to do, Mm. what he's telling us in the moment. And we can miss it if we just don't respond. I mean, Jesus only did what he saw the father doing, but if he didn't do it, we wouldn't have seen it. You know, um, Kathy, you referenced a verse in John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Mm-hmm. Charity, you're giving that second part of that verse that Kathy mm-hmm. brought up. Follow me. Mm-hmm. I, I hear the voice. I need to follow it. I, I think it's so practical. Mm-hmm. But if God says run, run. Yeah. And there is a. I believe every believer has this capacity of hearing the voice of God with enough confidence to say, okay, that is coming from somewhere and I may not understand it, but it's different. Yeah. And I think people need to realize that it's not necessarily a lightning bolt. The Bible says that it's not in this, it's not in this, it's in the still small voice yeah and that god is always speaking yeah and i i really love the idea all throughout the scripture that god is a protector Mm. you know he's a good shepherd shepherds protect and in those times of crisis the first thing i would tell people is go into his protection that's good and before you even hear God, because many times we're not hearing him audibly, mm-hmm. but it may be that still small voice in our heart. Mm-hmm. But we've got another capacity. We've got 66 books of a whole lot yeah, we do. of words that come straight from the heart of God to us. That's right. He says things like, be still. And know that I am God. He says things like the, my name is a strong tower, right? Yeah. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
the righteous run into it and are saved. We have testimonies like David, which is though an army camp against. Mm-hmm. In this, I confident. That's right. <laughs> we have the disciples in that boat calling on Jesus. Jesus spoke to the wind and the waves. We have such a great cloud of witnesses that God is speaking through his word to us. And I believe that if I was to give a bit of a prescription, I said, get to know the written word That's of right. God so intimately that you'll discern the spoken. Because it's the same voice. In fact, in, in our, in our uh, home church, we have a preaching team. And I'll tell the people frequently, now the faces may change. But the voice should always be the same. <laughs> That's good. You get intimate with a voice, right? Yeah. You know, even when we read books and it's co-authored and there are two authors, can we not tell the difference <laughs> that the, all of a sudden there's a shift? Yes, yeah, sure. In it, Oh, this must be Bob. This isn't Dan, you know? Oh, it's shifted. So there's an intimacy that develops that we need to develop. And we need to do this at times of peace, don't we? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when, um, when I, we were just talking about, you know, what happened with my husband, her dad, when he passed, I know that during that time, um, I did not necessarily feel protected or covered. Right. Mm. But I'll tell you what carried me is going back and reviewing. It's realizing the first scripture I memorized. Mm. Well, not the first one, but as an adult, I'll say. It was Proverbs for my son or my daughter, attend to my words, incline mm. your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those that find them and health to all your flesh. And so you go Powerful. back and you draw on that relationship that you've had throughout that carries you through the difficulty. We need to close up in a couple of minutes, but I think this is so important. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read that text just one more time. It's in Proverbs chapter two. It says, my son, if you receive my words, look at that. Yeah. Receive. If you receive my words. Yeah. We need to receive his words. Yeah, we do. No matter what situation you are listening to this right now, the very first step is to receive the words of God. And it says, treasure my commands within you Mm. so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understand. Yes. If you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find Mm. the knowledge of God. Do you need the knowledge of God? Do you need wisdom in your situation? Do you need to hear the voice of Jehovah Rapha? Do you need to hear the voice of Jehovah Nisi? Jehovah Rapha means he's the Lord that healeth thee. Jehovah Nisi is he is your banner. What about Jehovah Shalom? Perfect peace, perfect wholeness. God desires to bring his very being into your life. Whatever situation you've received, Whatever thing the doctor has said, I encourage you to hear the voice of God first and last. That whatever he said, 
That is steady. That is true. In fact, the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 6, that Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the And if the word flows from Jesus, it is truth. Receive that. Believe that. And have a hope and an expectation in that that shall never fail. I'm going to ask for you both to pray. All right? Because we know there are people right now who are in distress. And they need to hear God. They need for the word to break through. And they need to receive the wisdom and power of God. Could we pray for that today? Charity, why don't we begin with you? Okay, yeah, let's pray us in. The Father, we thank you. Even as it says in Psalm 139, in your book are written the days fashioned for us before there were any. And so we know that you have good things in store for us. And all of us might find ourselves in different places of challenges and obstacles to overcome, but we ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would flood our hearts, our mind, our spirits, that we would receive your love in a fresh way, that we would know your heart for us, and that we would put on the mind of Christ. Yes. And Father, I just ask that you would touch each person right now in Jesus' name. Well, Father, we thank you for your presence with us. May we never take for granted that you're with us. You said you'd never leave us. You'd never forsake us. So we pray today for every individual that's listened to this podcast. And we ask God that whatever stress, whatever distress that they are in, we ask for a lightning of that and that you would put within them that determination of finding you in that secret place. I ask that you help us all to find that place with you where it's not just words that we speak, but becomes an experience saying our hope is in you because we experience you in your presence. Lord, we bless each individual listening and we release peace over them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Charity, can you share where can people find out about United Ministries today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go to ignitedministries.org and you will find us there. There's a Facebook link there as well. Oh, awesome. And I encourage everybody listening to check them out and to begin to grow in the understanding of the gifts of the Spirit. This has been another episode of the Be Healed podcast. I'm Steve Hannett from Every House. We encourage you to go to everyhousenow.org. You can find out all about what the ministry is doing because we're excited because God is doing what he promised to do in his word. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies 
of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.